0: Hello, and thank you once again for tuning into the Reptile Living Room. As always, I'm your host, John F. Taylor. And once again, we are brought to you by the wonderful Marsha McGinnis of Golden Gate Geckos. For all of your captive care gecko needs, or captive care geckos, as the case may be. Whether you're looking for nephurus uh, species, or the Australian geckos, or leopard geckos, or even the coleonics and African fat tails, you can find Marsha over at GoldenGateGeckos.com. Once again, uh so, <clears throat> marsh mcginnis at goldengeckos.com in today's episode we actually sit down with uh, ricky from ricky's reptile enclosures you've probably seen the video on the website uh, reptile already and this is our interview with ricky we talked to him about how he came about the enclosures why he built the enclosures and pretty much the whole nine yards so without further ado here's ricky from ricky's reptile enclosures so i'm on the line tonight uh, today with uh, ricky from ricky uh, reptiles enclosure So I guess the best place to start with you, Rick, would be how did you start building enclosures, really? All right.
1: Well, I started building enclosures uh, a long time ago when I was actually very young, and uh, it turned into a bit of an obsession to try and get just the right enclosure for whatever animal that I happened to have at the time. Okay. And uh, the one that I had the most problems with was the ball python, and uh, it was because I was starting with a fish tank. Mm-hmm. I modified the lid. I modified the type of material that we used. And over the years, what I found is that the best uh, material was plastic because you could, you know, bend it, as opposed to having to glue it together or nail it uh, like wood.
2: Okay.
1: And uh, it just it makes a much better product, and you can actually build it to to meet all the specific requirements of a ball python, which are different from most snakes. Mm -hmm. because they require, you know, higher humidity, which you don't have to worry about as much with the other popular breeds like uh, king snakes and rat snakes and things like that. So Mm
2: -hmm.
1: uh, over the time, kind of just started with something that functioned but looked really ugly, and over time honed it and made it look into something that is actually not only functions but happens to look really nice as well.
0: How did you uh, actually lay out the design? Is there go to an architect or was that something you just kind of drew up on your own or
1: well I'm actually a designer by trade. So what I started with was designing furniture for offices.
2: Oh.
1: And uh, one thing leads to another, you know, there's certain design elements that that uh, are required. Right. For example, like the size of the enclosure needs to be specific, uh, or at least it needs to be within a certain range.
2: Right.
1: The materials have to be able to tolerate certain heats, and they have to be able to tolerate humidity, and they need to not be absorbent of uh, of waste and things like that. So right. a lot of the actual design that goes into the enclosure is for functions. So then the overall look of it, it's really just, you know, i put my, uh, what I think looks nice mm-hmm. into a concept, and then we'd go, and uh, we've shown it to quite a few different people, and they give us their two cents. And so over a bunch of testing and changing uh, the actual style of the enclosure, we've come to what we've come to today. And we've actually gone through quite a few different designs to get to the design that we currently have today.
0: Oh, really? How many, how many did you go through?
1: Well, we with the first, I would say we went through three uh, definite designs. What I mean is we did a few before that That's where true. we tested it uh, as far as just the material. Mm-hmm. So we'd made a box And we tested it to make sure that it would function properly and uh, change the sizes. And we went through three different sizes Mm -hmm. uh, and three different materials. So we went through about, I'm going to say, probably nine different enclosures before we came to something that we really liked as far as the size and the material was concerned. And then from there, we made three different versions. And the third one is the one that we are currently selling today. Oh, okay.
0: You know, yeah. as, as far as the uh, enclosures are concerned because I know I, I personally own one and you know my snakes in love with it so mm-hmm. I'm sold what are there any animals that or let's rephrase that are there any reptile species that should not be kept in your in the uh, Ricky's reptile enclosures
1: okay well there are a few species that probably shouldn't be in the enclosure at least not their entire lives
2: oh really uh, obviously
1: okay. like the larger snakes um, would outgrow the enclosure. Right,
2: right.
1: Uh, at least this size enclosure pretty quickly. Right. A, a lot of the larger species, when they're smaller, would be fine. Um, and then there's the opposite for other species. For example, a king snake, uh, when it's little, is very, very little. Right. And we have uh, a hole in the back of the enclosure that it could get out of.
2: Right.
1: But, uh, for the most part, the enclosure is okay for most snakes. Okay. Most, let's call it small to medium snakes. Okay. Uh, Some do require a bit more ventilation, Mm -hmm. uh, like the king snake, for Mm -hmm. example. Okay. And uh, so if someone was to use our enclosure because they like the design of it, but they are going to be using it with something like that, then they would just let us know we could add more ventilation into it. Right. But as far as the size and the material, no, it's pretty good for most snakes.
0: Okay. And as Mm -hmm. far as lizards or anything like that, small lizards, frogs... Pretty much, you can keep anything in
1: there, correct? Yeah, we've had we've had quite a few people actually using it for frogs. Yeah, and sake, certain so. lizards. Okay. Like uh, geckos and things like that, but I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it for something like a bearded dragon, for example. Right. Uh, it's the bearded dragon has obviously different requirements. Well, it requires more of a long tank, and it an needs UDB, and uh, these things aren't really adequate for this type of enclosure, right? but uh, we are actually working on something for Bearded Dragon, which we're hoping to have released within the next calendar year. But, oh, really? Uh, that's, it's our uh, top secret design stage right now, but we're working with a few Bearded Dragon breeders uh, in our local area and a couple of veterinarians, and we're we're coming up with a good, pretty good design that I think... Uh, it not only functions really nice, but uh, like our other enclosures, we're trying to make sure that it actually looks good.
0: Right. So, That's one thing that yeah. uh, actually impressed the heck out of me when I first got my enclosure was just, you know, you um, just the actual shape of it. I don't know if, if people see it online, it's like it really doesn't do it justice. You guys, uh, for our listeners, you really have to go see the videos uh, that Ricky has on the, on the website. Or um, we are actually going to be doing some video as well uh, with our enclosures. You just have to see your snake in the enclosure because it's really—it's not an enclosure. It's almost like a showcase. It's uh, like, exactly.
1: Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because it's hard to—it's hard to explain to people without pictures because it's well, so difficult know, you, to take a pictures, picture of this.
0: Even the pictures, though, you know, it looks just like you know, it looks like a regular tank, but it's not. It, there's something to it. That spotlights the enclosure; it's the animal that's in the enclosure. I don't know no, how, why, <laughs> but I'm telling <laughs> you. When you, you know what? Actually, this is what I'll do. I'm going to put a fish tank with a snake in it next to that enclosure. That'll solve the problem. <laughs> so yeah,
2: it will.
1: You're right. but so well, like on. I said, that's we put idea. we put a lot of time into the uh, into the design. It's uh, because I'm a designer first uh, when it comes to my profession, anyway. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to make sure that the design showcased the animal. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if if you have an animal, uh, there's two types of people, I'm going to say. There's the type of people who like to collect animals, you know, they like to say, I have this type of animal and I can maintain this type of animal. Mm-hmm. And then there's the type of person that will have an animal, uh, like in this case a snake, and they really want to showcase it, you know, they want to put it in their living room. They want yeah. their friends and their guests to come over. It's part of the family. It's not right. just, just an animal. So. Our enclosure really—it—it it really does showcase the animal, and that was our overall goal. Mm-hmm. You know, the show—the enclosure looks nice, but if the animal doesn't look good in it, then what's the point? So,
0: right.
1: Uh, I agree. We uh, and I really am happy that uh, you agree with that as well. So. Definitely.
0: Now, uh, mm-hmm. as far as the uh, enclosure uh, that you have built so far, uh, mm-hmm. what uh, what were you because I know it's all included in your videos online, but just for our listeners, uh, what's a brief overview of, you know, say they've ordered the enclosure, and, you know, what do they do with it now? You know, give us some outlines as far as substrate, lighting, uh, heating, that kind of thing.
1: All right. So what I, I have in my video and what I'll go over is there's really five simple steps to setting up this enclosure. And on each of those steps, there's a bunch of variables. So I always recommend that people do watch the videos because mm. we explain much more in detail. Right. But uh, uh. as far as the steps go, uh, we need an undertank heater, and the undertank heater provides uh, proper heat for a ball python. Uh, a lot of people these days use uh, a dome a ceramic bulb, which is great for heating, but it's not really good for a ball python. And we've built our enclosure in a specific way that you actually couldn't use Uh, the overhead lamp for a reason, you know. We built it that way, so you have to use the under-tank heater because that's what you should be using. So Mm -hmm. with any under-tank heater, uh, a thermostat, we definitely recommend to make sure that the temperatures are maintained properly because the under-tank heaters these days range anywhere. uh, On When they're just plugged in, they can get up to some of them around 125, 130 degrees if you don't have a thermostat. So obviously that would burn your snake, so we definitely recommend. Uh, even for the small ones that you always have a thermostat mm-hmm. uh, hooked up to the uh, heater, and uh, the probe goes into the enclosure and uh, measures it inside the enclosure, a lot of people will recommend putting the probe actually underneath the enclosure and right onto the heat pad, uh, which I never really understood, and uh, I, I definitely don't recommend that. Thermostats yeah, should always go inside,
2: because yeah, otherwise...
1: No, it doesn't make any sense. You can't. Then you can't really tell. Uh, for example, we in, we're we in Canada, so in winter, obviously, it gets a lot colder here. So mm-hmm. the heat pad underneath can sometimes get up to about 120 degrees, and the inside will only be around 90. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it really depends where in the world you are and what your temperatures are going to be like, obviously. Right. But uh, as far as substrates are concerned, everyone... Everyone has their own opinion on what substrates are good and what substrates are bad, but I definitely think that it's important to stick with one of the, the wood or let's call it the wood byproduct uh, type of substrates, such as like coconut husk, uh, cypress mulch, aspen. It definitely absorbs the humidity and the moisture much better,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: at the end of the day, if you want to create humidity inside the enclosure, you have to have a substrate that will absorb and slowly evaporate the water, otherwise... Uh, the humidity isn't going to be at the right the right percentages. Right. So so it is important that, and we definitely definitely recommend uh, coconut husk. That's our number one. Okay. But the actual coconut husk is kind of they're like little chips if you've never seen it. So
2: right.
1: some snakes don't like the feeling of it underneath on their bellies.
2: Okay. And for those ones,
1: we usually go to uh, cypress mulch. All
2: right. Both of them
1: are pretty good. But for us, we find that the coconut husk absorbs the water. Much better.
2: Okay.
1: And then, uh, and then they require the same things that you and I require. They need food. They need water, and they need somewhere to live. You know. So they right. live in a hide, mm-hmm. and a hide could be an upside-down Tupperware with a hole in it. Could be a, it could be a log that's hollowed out. There's lots of hides on the market, and really, they all perform pretty much the same function. It's just what do you like to look at, because right. at the end of the day. If you're going to have your enclosure in your living room, you want something that's going to look nice, right?
0: Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and
1: then uh, fresh water, and uh, most of our ball pythons have no problem feeding, which is, which I find is another uh, real bonus with the enclosure is their stress levels are way down, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, they eat much better when their stress is down, so you don't have that problem of going every week and getting new food and trying to feed your snake and then your snake's not eating because it's stressed out and then you get stressed out, just yeah. a vicious circle. So,
0: exactly.
1: uh, As long as you set it up properly, uh, kind of like what I just said, you know, substrate, add the add the humidity in there, spray it down, uh, get the heat with the thermostat just right and add a hide in the water bowl and you're good to go. It's actually pretty easy to set up and as long as you have all this stuff, uh, you can set it up probably within five or ten minutes. It's really quick.
0: Right, right. Now, mm-hmm. uh, anything you shouldn't use in the enclosure? Well,
1: we don't recommend using sand, okay, okay. Uh, for a ball python. It's very bad. It's the, the problem isn't that it could ingest the sand, which does happen sometimes, but the main problem is that the sand doesn't really absorb any moisture, so mm. you could be spraying it down every day, and it will just be dry as a bone no matter what you do. So okay. definitely don't recommend sand. But you know what? As far as... Uh, decorations. I've seen I've seen some pretty cool uh, setups with skulls. I've seen rocks. Uh, I've seen a uh, uh, setup that almost looked like an aqua marine setup where they had put like a bunch of uh, lava rocks and things that they had got on vacation. You know, there there really is. It's up to you to put whatever you want in the enclosure. There aren't too many things that I don't recommend. The main thing I don't recommend is sand. But other than that. Uh, as long as you stick within the guidelines of what's good and what's bad for an actual uh, ball python, or if you're going to put, like, a gecko in it, make sure you put in it what you, what's good for the animal and not necessarily something that you like. At the end of the day, it has to be what's right for the animal. Right. If anyone has any questions along the way, uh, they can definitely email us or call us, send us a picture of something, and we can tell them, you know, if it's good or bad for the animal, no problem.
0: Oh, okay. Very good. Now, uh, you recently came out with a new design. Yes. Um, i brought uh, that up. As of February, what is today, I can't remember, uh, 25th, I guess, you came out with a new design. Or was it the 26th?
1: It was very recently, I would say, let's call it the end of February.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, we came out with a design, it's a smaller design, and uh, it's a lot cheaper. It's going to retail, you know, it's going to differ depending on if you're in Canada or the States, just because uh, when we, we are in Canada, so when we ship right. to the States, you know, there's duty and shipping and stuff like that. But it'll, it'll be in the low hundreds, uh, including shipping and taxes. Uh, it's a smaller unit. It's 12 by 12, okay. uh, and it's six inches high with a door on the top. And what it is, is it's amazing for babies and for young ball pythons because what we noticed is that the young bob pythons they stress a lot easier because they don't have the size uh, to you know, offer them confidence, let's say. So when they're older and they're fully grown, they feel a lot more confident. But when they're younger, they do tend to get stressed out a little easier. Mm-hmm. So the enclosure's uh, all black, except for the door, which is clear so that you can see it, of course, from the top, because at the end of the day, you want to see your snake.
2: Mm-hmm. And it,
1: it also allows some light in and easy access it and to feed the snake from above. Okay. But because it's all dark around, it offers them a bit more protection and they tend to become uh, a more docile snake. Mm-hmm. And because they're not feeling stressed out, they also feed really well, which for anyone who's had a baby ball python or is considering getting a uh, baby ball python, feeding is often the biggest problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So to keep them less stressed and feeding properly is, is amazing. And uh, we've had a lot of Really good reviews on this new enclosure, and I'm really excited to bring it to market. Cool. Very
0: mm-hmm. cool. Now, when can we expect that to, to be available? Is it already available? or
1: It's already available, yeah. Okay. We, uh, we're going to officially launch it and show some pictures and videos at a uh, Mississauga Reptile Expo, which is coming up in Mississauga, which is in Canada, in about a week. Oh, okay. And uh, it's online right now. If you wanted to purchase one online now or if you had any questions, Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, give us a call. Contact us, okay. and uh, we ship all over Canada and the United States, so it's ready for purchase.
0: Awesome, very cool. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, um, so that pretty much covers. Uh, let's see, we've gone through substrate, uh, what you can do with it. Uh, now, what shows? Uh, obviously, you're going to the Mississauga show. What shows can we uh, can our listeners expect to see you at uh, this year? All
1: right. Well, this year we have so far we've booked. Uh, all of our local expos, so Mm -hmm. we're going to be doing expos in Mississauga, we're going to be doing expos in Ajax and in Toronto. As well we'll be at the, we're very excited for the All About Pets show. We're going to be doing a bunch of seminars at the expo, we're going to be showing people how to take care of their ball pythons, and we're going to also have a really nice booth, so if anyone is in the area they should definitely come by and see it. We'll post pictures and videos, and we're also looking into doing a few shows in the States. We're gonna see if we can uh, come down maybe to California and Florida and uh, show our products in the States. But uh, we've also got a few uh, really nice uh, reviews coming out uh, that people can look forward to. We're gonna be, uh, Brian from Snake Bites TV is doing a review nice. in the next few weeks. And as well, we're gonna be on Reptiles TV. I'm expecting uh, at the beginning of March so everyone should definitely look out for it and uh, keep an eye on our news section on our website. And we always are putting out new shows and articles and uh, TV spots. And it's gotcha. really it's just fun to keep up. And there's lots going on in the industry. It's really right. it's a good time.
0: And you have a newsletter. <clears throat> excuse me. You have a newsletter too. Uh, listeners can yeah. subscribe to you to stay up on top of what show you're going to be at next, or
1: what exactly. new enclosure
0: is designed next, or what have you. Yeah, yeah if cool. they sign
1: up. Come onto our website.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there's you can sign on to the newsletter, and the newsletter is exciting because what we do in our newsletter is we keep people uh, who sign up on top of the industry as well. You know, we don't we don't just talk about ourselves in the newsletter. There's lots going on in the industry that everyone should be aware of, and there's some really new and exciting things. And it's uh, we like to call it our VIP newsletter. So everyone who signs up for the newsletter gets the inside scoop on what's coming and uh, the industry and and they get to know things that other people won't get to know about.
0: Oh, very
1: nice. As well, in the newsletter, we always have promo codes. So if anyone's ever interested in purchasing or if they have friends that want to purchase, they mm-hmm. should definitely sign up for the newsletter. And There's always promo codes in the newsletter, so it's a good place to start. Okay, Very
0: good. Now, yeah. uh, what type of uh, guarantees are offered with the uh, enclosures?
1: All right, well, the enclosure, as, as you've uh, touched upon, we shifted. Uh, through Canada, we uh-huh. ship the United States. So if you were to get your enclosure and there was anything wrong with it, you know, if there was a crack for example, right. just give us a call, uh, okay. email us and we'll send you out a new one, no questions. Um, cool. Our products are very durable and if, if uh, the mailman has a bad day and drops your enclosure for some <laughs> reason, it's not your fault and we'll make right. sure that you get a new enclosure. And as far as day-to-day, we actually, our enclosures have lifetime warranties oh, really? as long as they're used in the way that they're supposed to be used.
0: Right, in the proper you know, you, or fashion that you're not, you know. Exactly, exactly. As long as you're not kids. using it, <laughs> yeah, like a
1: workbench or something like exactly. that. You know, exactly. Then, then maybe we can't help you. But uh, if it is used as it's supposed to be used, uh, lifetime. So if anything were to happen, awesome. just email us and uh, we'll go through the process with you and we'll get your enclosure either fixed or replaced.
0: I don't, know how, I don't know if it gets any easier than that. <laughs> no, we
1: like, we definitely like to think that our customer service is top-notch. We're available uh, every day of the week, seven days a week. Uh, we don't close. If you have a problem or a question with your ball python and it's uh, 9 o'clock on a Friday night, don't hesitate to call us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're at, at the heart of it, we are reptile lovers and we, we know what we're talking about. We're not just out here to sell enclosures. Right. We also offer great advice, and we can help you with, you know, there are going to be some problems that we can't help you with over the phone and that right. we'll maybe recommend you see a veterinarian. Mm-hmm. But most common problems or even just a, a curious question, we're here and we'll answer your questions. That will, that's what we're
0: here for. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, <clears throat> just so our listeners know, you can always find Ricky at uh, Ricky'sReptileEnclosures.com. And, of course, I'm going to link to that in the show notes. And uh, just want to say, you know, Ricky, I appreciate you coming on and uh, talking to us. And, oh, uh, wonderful. And uh look forward to seeing you at one of these shows coming up here soon.
1: Uh, definitely. We'll, we'll be standing next to each other at a show uh, hopefully sooner than later. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so there you have it. That was Ricky from Ricky's Reptile Enclosures. If you'd like to check him out, you can find him at rickysreptileenclosures.com. And, of course, as always, we are brought to you once again by the wonderful Marsha McGinnis of GoldenGateGeckos.com for all of your captive care gecko needs as far as the uh, nefaris, leopard geckos, African fat tails, uh, and the species. Check her out, Marsha McGinnis, GoldenGateGeckos.com. And once again, folks, please do drop by, uh, leave some comments in the show notes, as it were, and uh, rate us up on iTunes. Tell a friend. Really looking forward to hearing from you folks. Well, you can also find uh, Ricky in our newest easing, which is at herphousemag.com. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. It's uh, Herpeticulture House Easing. zine It's uh, full of content, less advertisement. There's only one page of ads. And the only in there are uh, those folks that wrote for us. So give us a tumble. Check us out. Uh, herphousemag.com. And uh, look forward to seeing you next week.